Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Monday, December 4th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, Republicans push forward their new congressional maps. Public hearings begin on Georgia Power's price hike, which is meant to fund the state's nuclear reactors. And a Georgia resident is shortlisted for Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Georgia Republicans are advancing a congressional map that would maintain their party's 9-to-5 majority in the state's congressional delegation. A Senate committee voted along party lines today to send the map to the full Senate for more debate. The map would dismantle the district in Atlanta's northern suburbs. That's the one currently represented by Lucy McBath, a black Democrat. Her district would be replaced with a majority black district in Atlanta's western suburbs. It's the second time in two years that Republicans have targeted McBath, a gun control activist. McBath initially won election in a majority white district, but after her district was redrawn to favor Republicans, McBath jumped into the 7th district and beat Democratic incumbent Carolyn Bordeaux in last year's primary. Lawmakers are meeting in special session because a federal court ruled in October that Georgia's political boundaries violate federal law by diluting black voting power. The new maps could be debated tomorrow before the full state Senate. State utility regulators began three days of public hearings today on how much Georgia Power customers should pay for cost overruns at Plant Vogel. Georgia Power ratepayer Sue Studemeyer urged the elected five-member Public Service Commission not to saddle customers with higher costs. They've made lots of mistakes and they should take responsibility for their mistakes. Georgia Power should not put the cost of their mistakes onto Georgia Power customers. It's as simple as that. The hearings are part of the process following a deal reached in August between the company, consumer watchdogs, and commission staff to increase what the average Georgia Power customer pays by a $14 per month surcharge for the reactors. Governor Brian Kemp and top Republicans in the state House and Senate want to speed up a planned cut in the state income tax rate. Kemp announced plans today to create a flat tax rate of 5.39% starting in January. The rate was already set to fall to 5.49%. That means in just one tax year, we'll realize a cut of 36 basis points, keeping hundreds of millions of dollars in the pockets of hardworking Georgia taxpayers. This is what happens when you budget conservatively. The proposed cut will save someone with a $60,000 salary an average of $60 per year. Kemp says he eventually wants the rate to fall below 5%. The announcement comes as tax collections are on track to run another multi-billion dollar surplus. A new map from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows half the state getting warmer. It's the first update to the agency's plant hardiness zones in more than a decade. GPB's Benjamin Payne reports on what it means for growers and gardeners in Georgia. 
The map draws on data from thousands of weather stations to show the average lowest winter temperature for any given location over roughly the past 30 years. It's meant to help gardeners and farmers determine what they can successfully grow in specific locations. Troy Keller is an environmental science professor at Columbus State University. If you buy seeds, for instance, you'll see the little maps on the back to tell you, okay, you're if you're in this zone, this is the dates that you should use. Even when you're purchasing trees and things to install in your yards, that hardiness zone matters. In Georgia, more than half the state saw its hardiness zone warm by about 5 degrees compared to the last time the map was updated in 2012. Small parts of North Georgia warmed even more, and the rest of the state saw no change to its plant hardiness zone. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne. The U.S. Postal Service has reversed its decision to move a post office in Gainesville. Congressman Andrew Clyde announced the reversal last week, calling it misguided. The office sits on a busy historic street near downtown, and business and city leaders have pushed the service for years to sell it. The Postal Service said it would move out seven years ago, but now will not. Time magazine has released a short list of people being considered for its 2023 Person of the Year, and one of them is in Georgia. The magazine says its 96-year-old annual selection of influential individuals, groups, or ideas could grow to include the prosecutors who made Donald Trump the first U.S. president in history to be indicted. The magazine didn't explicitly name Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, but she is one of four prosecutors who have charged Trump with a raft of crimes, including election interference and illegally keeping classified documents. Also on the shortlist, Chinese President Xi Jinping, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, and Barbie. The Atlanta Board of Education runoff election takes place tomorrow. Neither incumbent Tamara Jones nor challenger Alfred Chivy Brooks gained more than 50% of the vote last month. They're vying for seat seven on the nine-member board, which is an at-large seat elected by all voters citywide. In sports, Georgia's 29-game winning streak has come to an end. Alabama beat Georgia 27-24 Saturday in the SEC championship game. Alabama will go on to face top-ranked Michigan at the Rose Bowl in a January 1st semifinal, and Washington will face Texas at the Sugar Bowl. Joel Taylor, defensive coordinator at Mercer University, has been named the head football coach at the University of West Georgia. He becomes the 12th head football coach in program history and will lead the program into their first season of Division I football next year. He'll be formally introduced at a welcome event tomorrow at noon. And the Atlanta Braves announced a five-player trade today. The Braves acquired left-handed pitcher Marco Gonzalez, outfielder Jared Kalenic, infielder Evan White, and cash considerations from the Seattle Mariners in exchange for pitchers Jackson Coar and Cole Phillips. The move added a veteran lefty in Gonzalez to the Braves pitching staff, and Kalenic was once one of baseball's top young prospects. Braves general manager Alex Anthopoulos says the trade completes his search for a left fielder to replace Eddie Rosario, whose $9 million club option was declined. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, check out our website, gpb.org news. And if you haven't hit subscribe on this podcast yet, take a moment and do it now. We'll be back in your podcast feed with all the latest headlines. And if you've got feedback, send it our way via email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.